Hi, diddly ho, preparinos. This is Nat, the preparedness guy on Preparedness Works. Preparedness Works is part of the Readiness Lab, the place for podcasts, webinars, and training in the field of emergency and disaster services. Today, I have a special, special guest, Matt from Gen X Talking. Well, hey there, Nat. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? Fantastic. So tell us about yourself. Well, gosh, that's just so such a a huge topic to try tell to me, keep inside. Tell me of, everything. Tell me <laughs> everything. Tell me. Well, I was born and raised in California, moved to New Mexico, moved to Maryland. Now I'm fifty something and trying to help people become prepared. That's, that's the short of it. That's awesome. What uh, what part of California are you from? Grew up in uh, Southern California, L.A. area, Anaheim, Acapulco Street. That's about the closest I can get. Right. Uh, Well, that's cool. Um, So I had um, some some questions for you, and we've been talking a little bit about how you know how preparedness works for you. So you had a really cool story about the outdoors. And these are kind of the fun, the fun stories because it's uh, the outdoors bring an element uh, in, into any situation of the unexpected. You know, weather can change, environment can change, uh, so many things can be different. Uh, so, what is what is the story that you can share with us? Yeah, so i I call this I call the story uh, a hike to Ice Lakes. Uh, it's a it's a location uh, just west of Silverton, Colorado. I just happened to be, I grew up in, in the New Mexico, northern New Mexico area. Uh, I go back every so often. I just happened to be back for a few days uh, recording my parents on a podcast. And this is one of the things I say in these, in my, in my podcasts and other presentations. If, if you ever get a chance to sit down with your parents, to sit down with your, your kids, if you have adult kids, and, and share some time one-on-one with them, ask them you know, personal stories about their past. It's a wonderful time. But anyway, so I'm here, I'm here in Northern New Mexico, uh, and just across the border, Southern Colorado, kind of Durango, the Silverton area. I knew I wanted to go on a hiking trip. Didn't know how long I was going to go. So I, the night before I just kind of scrambled and looked for a place. And I saw this pictures of this ice lake in, in near the Silverton area. And And I said, you had never been there before. I had never been there. I, I now I've taken the the narrow gauge railroad up from Durango up to Silverton. So I'd been in the area, you know, when I was a kid and so on. So I kind of knew the area, um, but never been on this hike. And I was I was blown away. It was an absolutely awesome hike. You rec- you recommend it? Oh my gosh! <laughs> if I so I did a, a I did a, a podcast and I I've actually released a couple of. Uh, little short videos on my Instagram and so on with, with videos of the beauty, the colors that you see. And, you know, I've been to the Caribbean, I've been all over the world, you know, and the colors are absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And, uh, and just the experience was fantastic. So very grueling. It's a super grueling hike on the way up. Super awesome on the way down (laughs) for sure. Yeah. All right. So tell us what happened. Yeah, so I'm, I, I get up here, I get up there to the uh, to the trailhead. Uh, I I park. I was get, I got there pretty early, about seven seven thirty something like that, and the and I noticed this. There was only one other car there, 
And so it was a pretty private hike. It was, you know, slippery roads on their way up there, but not too bad. Uh, one other car, there's a, there's a kid, he's walking around his vehicle. Looks like he's, um, you know, kind of confused. So it was really strange. I, I'm in the security industry uh, in my in my day job, and seeing a person up there, my mind immediately starts thinking: Is this guy okay? Is there, you know, am I okay being on this on the trail with this guy? Were, were you um, getting but, any uh, serial killer vibes, or just eh, not too much? He was a little a little scraggly, you know, but not too bad. But he was he was he was um, okay. Didn't make co- eye contact or anything. The first you know, when I first uh, saw him and basically thought, okay, I'm all right. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, you know, latch my shoelaces, tie up my shoelaces and, and uh, start hitting the trailhead. I stopped at the trailhead just to kind of familiarize myself with the, with what I'm looking for and, you know, when I should turn right and when I should turn left basically. And, uh, and he comes up behind me and he asked me, you know, are you going to ice lakes? And I said, yep, I am. He says, are you, um, have you ever done it before? No, I haven't. And so I said, or he, he starts walking off and says, all right, maybe we'll see you up there, you know? And, uh, he sets off on a super, super fast hike. I'm super, super slow. So I'm like, I'll, I'll probably won't see the guy except maybe on the way back down. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was the, the, that was the start of the hike. And, um, and it went straight up from that point the hike is about 3000 feet up over 4 miles wow and um just super grueling but it was like i say it was absolutely beautiful getting up there awesome so so he had wandered off you thought maybe you wouldn't see him again um, yeah. you're re- you're ready to go what have you done at this point to just be ready well do you go do you go hiking a lot I do. I do. Right. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually in the process. I wish I could say I'm consistent about it, but I'm not. Uh, I live over on the East coast and, um, and so I'm in the process of, of trying to get the, the whole Appalachian trail under my belt. Awesome. I'm after seven years now, I'm only 250, maybe 300 miles into it. So I probably won't be done for 30 years, but who knows? I think um, but, I've got zero miles into it. So yeah. You're doing all right. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm 200 miles ahead of you then. Um, so no, this, um, so I, 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 my preparations when it comes to, to hiking, I've got my preparedness bug out bag type stuff. I, I prefer to refer to them as, as get home safe bags mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm travel a lot and I'm most oftentimes I'm away from the house. If I need to get somewhere, I'm getting back to my house, you know? So, uh, so I have, I have this kind of combination get home safe bag and hiking bag. Now, of course, because I had to fly to uh, New Mexico and I don't like to check baggage, I I had all my stuff. I didn't have fire starter. I didn't have knives or anything like that, no weaponry. Um, But, you know, I had all my general gear. I had some gloves. I had some other things that kind of come out in the in the story. Um, But I feel like I'm a generally pretty prepared hiker. Right. Um, and yeah, he, you know, he was not, I'll just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's continue and find out, find out what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, you know, we get up to this, uh, we get up, I get up to this one particular part where there's just this absolutely beautiful waterfall I run into, or I see start, stop to take pictures and things like that. And it is, 
I mean, it's probably 15, 20 feet wide at this waterfall where the switchback goes back. Right. So I, uh, so I stop, I start taking some pictures and then I see him on the other side of this icy waterfall and he's walking back toward me and he's making his way across this icy, <laughs> icy <laughs> section. I'm like, what are you doing over there? And he says, yeah, I guess I went the wrong way. I think I'm, I'm supposed to be going this way. And I say, yeah, the switchback, the trail actually goes this way. So let's, you know, let's start going that way. And so he's like, Hey, you know, all right, cool. And he's totally happy. I mean, it was, it was just amazing watching the dude. He's not getting frustrated or depressed or, or scared or anything. He's just like, okay, here we go. We're cruising. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and so anyways, you know, we start hiking off in the same direction and, and he, uh, uh, very, very quickly outpaces me again. So I'm just like, okay, well, you know, see you later. So he's, he's burning his energy just going. Did so he crossed this icy area. Did he get did he get wet or any of that going going across there, or is this, no. there was enough ice and and rocks and whatever else to get across? Yeah, and it was it was ama- it was pretty amazing. You know, he's nineteen twenty years old. That's what I would gauge his his mm-hmm. age being, and he was uh, um, very sprite on his feet. So he was jumping from rock to rock and I'm sitting here going, there's no way, there's no way I'm stepping on that ice right there. Cause I would break my neck. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing the, the, you're the tortoise. He's the hare. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. You're the, the little engine who could, I think I can, I think I can. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you continue up the mountain and, um, well, what, okay. So what time of year did you say this was? This was December. December. In, so it's, yeah. It's already cold. It is cold. Yeah. And it was that, it was nineteen, twenty degrees when we started. And the higher you get, the colder it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Not, it was it was interesting because the trailhead itself uh was not there was no ice, you know, on the trail itself. There was no snow on the trail when we started. But that's what changed. As we started getting higher up in elevation, um, you know, it, it got to maybe a couple inches of snow and then four inches of snow and then six. And it started getting pretty deep up at the top. How much of the snow uh, was fresh? Like had a lot of people hiked the area and some of it was packed down or was it just, no, no, it was, yeah, it was, uh, that's one thing that happens as we start getting closer to the top. It, the, the trail, it was, it was gone. And, (laughs) and uh, the beautiful thing is this kid had no fear. He's just like, I believe it's this direction. I'm going that direction. So I'm following his footprints, but you know, yeah. half the time. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's, um, yeah. Anybody who had tried to hike obviously gave up if they, if they you know thought of it, but, <laughs> um, all right. So did you catch up to him again? You're, yeah, fa- you're yeah. following his footsteps. Yeah. So I'm following his foot footsteps and we get to a certain point where, um, you know, it, Clearly, he was getting a little tired as well. Um, I, I had stopped multiple times, but we stopped. He stopped. I caught up with him when while he was stopped off in the side of the trail. I, I'm like, OK, I'll, I'll stop and chat with him a bit. He, um, you know, I break out my my water and a and couple of couple of power bar type of things. And and uh, I offer him some and he says, yes, I'll take it. And and I'm like. I'm thinking to myself, I don't, I don't believe he has any food (laughs) and I didn't see any water, any clear indication, but you know, he had a backpack on, so he probably had a 
like a bottle of water for mm -hmm. a five and a half hour hike, but whatever, you know, I don't <laughs> think that's enough, but you I, can hear you his, know. hear his stomach grumbling at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He was grumbling pretty loud, but he was happy to receive some food and I, you know, I gave him some food and he was, uh, he was happy. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, after we finished with the, just sitting and chatting for a little bit, uh, I, I didn't necessarily get his name, but I understood, you know, he was, this is what he did. He just tr was at the time just traveling around Southern Colorado and Southern Utah. And he was just kind of living in his, he was indeed living out of his car, you know, sleeping on people's couches that he met and things like that. So it's a very kind of wild nomadic lifestyle. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the other, the other thing I didn't get to mention earlier is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking around in my really nice, decent hiking boots, wool socks, full on pants, you know, sweater shirt. And, you know, he's, he's wearing little bitty hiking shoes. And I think I saw his ankles. Some of the so he's clearly not prepared for snow, which right. is, you know, this next section of the hike, that's what we got into. It was, we, we were in about four to six inches deep of snow. We're slip sliding around all over the place. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was getting pretty, pretty intense at that point in time, but still same thing. He just, he just takes off like he's a rabbit and, and left me behind in the dust, which yeah, I'm just happy to let him do. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You have your fun. Go, go play in the snow and he's, yeah. he's roaming off. Um, oh, have you, uh, have you used yak tracks before? Yak the, tracks. I don't they're the they're the things you stretch over your shoes, and they give you traction. I I have seen them. I've done. They, I don't use them. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of jumping in here with this, but they're, they're super cool. I haven't used them in a lot of snow, but on ice or uh, compacted snow, they're uh, that that type of thing. Not necessarily yak tracks, unless yak tracks wants to sponsor me. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, uh, but yak tracks are are incredible. You can basically run on ice it's awesome that's so hey actually you know interesting story related to that yeah on my way back down i was noticing the there was we ran into or i ran into two other groups very small groups of people heading up you know basically after us and and i saw a whole bunch of these really really strange footprints in the in the snow and i was like those are those clamp on things that they put on the bottom of their feet. So that's funny. You nice. should say that. Nice. Yeah. yeah I've uh, also done uh, did a little bit of like snowshoeing to go on top mm -hmm. of the snow when I was younger in, in scouts. And that's kind of a fun way to get around. Yeah. All right. So you're going up this hike. You're still headed up the mountain. Um, you're sliding around a bit because you don't have any yak tracks, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're making it. And, and you're, you're kind of, are you doing like this accordion effect where you catch up to him? He yeah. sprints off ahead. Yeah. Uh, is there a lot of conversation between you guys or is it just kind of head you nods? Know, and... it, it was when we stopped, there was there was conversation and the conversation was really more about, wow, is it beautiful here? Mm -hmm. This is such an awesome trail. And, you know, knowing what he was going through because you you know, you could see it on his, on his feet. He had, he had, um, you know, the typical light, like parachute pants type of, yeah. Type the, quick, of the quick dry ones. Yeah. The quick dry pants. And, and, um, he might, he may have had longer socks. I don't, I don't quite remember, but you know what happens when you're walking in snow and it starts packing up around your, the bottom of your pants, he was getting these big old snow clods on yeah. the bottom of his pants. And so, he was definitely, uh, you know, his his feet had to be frozen, had to be just 
just terrible, but he had such a great attitude. And, and that was one of the things that just, just blew me away with this kid. You know, he was so excited to be out there. So at this point, you're like, I'm going to adopt this stray puppy. <laughs> I, would, I thought he would be really fun to hang around with and just get catch a lot of that those positive yeah. feelings, you know. So it's good. Um, yeah. So at this point, we've pretty much we've ruled him out as a serial killer. We're, we're assuming True. you're you're not one as well. I mean, Correct. I'm sure the kid made it out alive. Um, so the the readers who are the listeners who've been sitting here in anticipation of the uh, the the serial killer climax of the story. Sorry to let you down. Yeah. Uh, so so it turns into a a, a rescue uh, puppy, not a not a search and rescue, <laughs> but a rescue puppy situation. How how did you how were you able to help him? You gave him a yeah. snack. So uh, this else? is this is part of the part of the preparedness and being prepared for different stuff, different things, you know, helping him with giving him a little bit more water, giving him some, you know, some more food as we stop at different spaces. But then there was I just for some crazy reason months ago or months prior to this, I had purchased some um, uh, uh, gators, gators. Thank you. I purchased some gators and. I didn't I, need him. I, 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 we're you're, sitting you're here. Going, we can we can see each this. other. I can see yes. your hand motions uh, going like over the feet. I'm like I, I can yeah. see I can see what you, you mean. What that is you know what that thing is. <laughs> yeah. So so I had purchased some gators again. I I rarely use them, but I just happen to have them, and they packed up really small in my case in my in my backpack. So I thought, you know what? I think I've got those somewhere in my backpack, and I know he could use these things. Right. And they so I, so, so how those work is you. Um, connecting basically around your pants and over your shoes so it keeps the snow out of your shoes exactly keeps the snow out of your shoes and and uh yeah just bouncing off your your feet and lower lower parts of your legs so yeah so i i gave him the para para gators just to you know hey it looks like you need them more than i do and uh we continued our continued our path up now we get by this point in time we uh we he he turned off the side of the road, the side of the trail again. <laughs> we came to this. We came to this stream, and there was very limited spaces where you could actually cross the stream. And uh, and I kept going straight right through the stream, and he was trying to go off. He was again another maybe 30, 40 feet up the stream, trying to find a different way to go. And I said, you, you know, this is the trail. You can see it heading off up the hill right here. So probably better to stay here. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go do that. That sounds great. And at this point in time, you know, we cross the stream. Gosh, it's like, it's about a foot, 15 inches deep. We're stomping, you know, it's coming up to our mid, mid calf at least. And in some places up to your, uh, up to the knee. Are we you were, questioning your decision oh, to go on this hike? I <laughs> was definitely at this point in time, I'm thinking to myself, I can't see a trail. I know the lake is somewhere up there and cause we were on the last, last maybe half mile of this trail. And then you see this, there's this, there's a section. It looks like it was just cut into the mountain and there's overhangs of icicles above your head. And they're, they're starting to melt of course, cause it's getting above, you know, above freezing at this point in time, it's dripping on you and the sun's, beating on these on these icicles you're thinking to yourself at any point in time these things are going to fall down on our head we're stomping through the <laughs> snow it was a little bit fearful at that point in time completely lost the trail but we make our way up we we have one more switch back and then we're thinking we start talking at this point and at this point we're sticking together 
the whole time. We're not more than 20, 30 feet away from, uh, you know, apart from each other. Yeah. And just trudging through, I, I have a very, very short picture. It's interesting that it's the only the only images I have of this guy. It's like he didn't exist except for this like two second clip. And you can see him with his, he's got his, his uh, jacket tied around his waist. He's got his backpack on little hat on, and he's just trudging forward in the snow, trying to get through this last half mile. And it was exhausting being at, being at this point, but yeah. We'll have to we'll have to see the video because because this could this could end up being one of those you know stories where you just have this this experience and he's like your inner inner, inner child who motivated you or something like that <laughs> maybe <laughs> gives you a I chance to it. to be compassionate to oh, to see the gosh. benefit of your uh, the you know the wisdom of your years and the benefit of your preparedness and and all of yeah. that and then yeah. you get to the top of the mountain and he slowly fades away and he's gone yeah. he's gone. But then you yeah. look down and he's and he's sliding down on a <laughs> <laughs> he's on a sled or yes. he's got a he's bored out a, a a tree and he's sliding down on an old, old tree yeah right. crazy so when so you, did you make it to the top yeah so at this point you know we're half half mile it took us probably another hour just to get that last half mile and um, and trudge our way through it we see the lake. We, we set up, he starts taking off his shoes and socks and he's dipping his feet in this frozen lake. And he's just like, ah, loving life type of thing. I'm going, I'm ready to go back down because I'm so <laughs> burned out and tired. But, you know, walked around, took some beautiful pictures of the and videos of the area. Um, I, I thought to myself, as I'm sitting up here, we, we had a, a good discussion just thinking, man, that was so hard. Both of us we're thinking we're quitting, you know, multiple times through this, through this mm -hmm. trip, we both. And that, that surprised me because he had such a great attitude. And I think that's one of the things I would say about being prepared is, it, you know, a big part of it is your mind. Yeah. And if you don't prepare your mind, if you don't calm yourself down in times of stress, in times of disaster, which you, you know, you refer to a lot in your, your Instagram and your, your um, podcast, but uh, if you can't control your mind, boy, oh boy, you have a really, really rough time. And this kid yeah. had such a great approach to everything. And, uh, but anyway, so I, I couldn't imagine that he was thinking I'm going to, he was going to quit, you know, he would just kept trudging forward and, but we get up there, we talk through it. He shares a lot of, uh, you know, his, not necessarily his past, but you know, things that he, that he, uh, had done in preparation for his trip, which was nothing like I would have done because he, he had no money. He yeah. had no, you know, he was living out of his truck and, and just again, just would meet people, go sleep on their couch, hang out with them for a, a couple of days. And then he'd hit the road again, you know, go to another place that he heard about. Yeah. You know, so oh, awesome. yeah. That's, uh, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So that, so the last thing I would, I would say, you know, as far as concluding the the trip and everything mm -hmm. um me being a i've got things to do i had to go back back home or back to you know the uh the place where i was staying and record my my mom that night and so i was like all right i gotta i gotta get going we had already been hiking for three and a half four hours and and i'm just like all right i'll hey i'll i'll catch you down at the you know down at the the trailhead and uh I made it down in about about an hour and fifteen minutes. It was f 
four and a half hours up an hour back down. And it was, it was fantastic. It was super, super fast getting down. And I'm thinking, I I still thought this kid's gonna catch me on the way down, but I was just flying, got down there, left him a note saying, keep the gators, you know, have a, have a great rest of your trip. And, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll catch you on the, catch you on the flip side as they say. Yeah. You haven't run across them at some, you know, truck stop or national park since then. <laughs> I think I'd have to go back west, and I haven't been yeah. back uh, hiking for a while. Yeah. So, in this situation, how did preparedness work for you? And we talked a little bit Gosh. about it, but yeah, yeah, it was. Uh... Well, I mean, I I felt completely completely prepared being, you know, for what I needed. Right. Um, I, I was, I was commenting on it when I, when I just was, I was talking with some other folks about it and, and from a preparedness standpoint, my kit has what I need, my backpack, you know, it has what I need, uh, enough water. It has the ability to, to, to filter and purify water additional to the, what the, uh, you know, the gallon or so that I already have with me. Um, I wasn't even close to expiring that amount that I had. So I was, you know, super comfortable with that. I had extra, extra layers. I had, you know, the beanie caps, I had gloves, I had all that I needed. I think that I, even if I got stuck or hurt or anything, that I'd be, I'd be up. Okay. That's generally the way I approach hiking, especially when I'm doing multi-day, multi-day hiking. I, I approach it from a, you know, the, the, the rule of threes, you know, Mm -hmm. three, three minutes without air, three days without water, three, three weeks without food. I think about it in that term. And if I can, and then of course the, the one is none, um, two is one. Right. The redundancy of. Yeah. If you've, if you've, if you've got, and that was, that was one of the things I thought of is that's the reason why I had extra food and extra supplies that I could give to him is because I live by those, those rules. So. Right. By, by preparing yourself, you get to live abundantly and you're, you're able to share with other people. And and from that abundance, share with others. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people look at preparedness as a, you know, selfishness, a hoarding thing, but Mm. if you don't prepare, then you're incapable in a situation like that to share with others. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes, you know, that goes for the home, home preps as well as, uh, as well mm-hmm. as being out on the trail, you know, absolutely. And so what, what, what were your biggest lessons learned? Um, that, that exactly be able yeah. to be able to, pre- to be prepared for yourself so that from the abundance that you have, you can give to others and, and give joyfully. You know, that's, yeah. that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's just a really great thing that, I love the the theme throughout this of of helping another person of also receiving the the positive attitude uh working together the teamwork aspect of it uh, they uh there it's pretty proven that when you work together with other people in a in a disaster situation you're more likely to survive uh you'll be able to yeah. pull your resources and your thoughts and you bounce ideas off each other uh but this is yeah the the mental aspect of it of keeping a positive attitude uh those are all just really great great points uh, so what's a uh, a tip that you have uh, or a suggestion for other people who might be in in a similar situation well that depends if you're from my perspective um just enjoy it and enjoy getting the opportunity to get out and hike the opportunity to get out and just experience life and and 
all that the, you know, that the beautiful world has to, has to present to you. Um, I'm a, I'm a Christian, so it's all, it's all God based for me, but, mm-hmm. um, just being able to enjoy that, have that positive attitude is just so, um, so worth it when you're right. able to, again, coming back to being prepared, if you're prepared, then you have the opportunity. I was just doing a, uh, I had a conversation with my, my adult son about Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. and, uh, how, how he talks about self-actualization as being the kind of the top of the, uh, the idealized pyramid of his hierarchy of needs and self-actualization people who are, who have already, uh, taken care of all those lower levels of survival, the basic needs, the physiological needs, right? Food, water, shelter, those things that they have abundance that they can share with others. But then with that, but when they get to that point of self-actualization, they can have these, these moments, they call them, he calls them peak experiences where you can, even though you may be physically exhausted, you can sit back and just go, this is awesome. This is yeah. such a beautiful feeling, a feeling of love and harmony and, and passion and all sorts of other things. So that's, that's, that's a, I think, just a, such a powerful lesson. That is beautiful. That's incredible. Thank you. So before we, uh, before we finish up here, I want to um, give you a little scenario or two. All right. Uh, so we're going to go off into the uh, little the, little gray man stuff, huh? Well, yeah, this will be the, this will be the imagi- <laughs> imaginary side of things. Um, okay. Assuming that your your little your, your friend uh, that you adopted on this hike wasn't imaginary the entire time. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're we're going to try to learn some uh, preparedness lessons from awesome. from the Hobbit. Ah, yes. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's say you're a Hobbit living in uh, Hobbiton. And um, suddenly you have a large number of unexpected guests show up to your house (laughs) and they're hungry. (laughs) What do you have in your pantry to provide for them? Not that that's ever happened before. (laughs) (laughs) What do I have in my pantry? This is this is this is an excellent question because it it helps me think to myself, what would I do? We we try to be as hospitable Mm -hmm. as we can and invite people over. Um, I usually go out to go out to the store to buy things so that I can prep for that specific meal. But if, if I didn't have an opportunity to go out and do so, um, certainly in my, in my pantry, we have a, a, somewhat of a rule that we have where we shop our pantry before Mm -hmm. we go to the store. So anytime we go to the store, we're buying more and more to, to stock the pantry, right? You know, at least as far as non-perishable type uh-huh. of type of items. Um, so yes, I would, I would, uh, I would dig into the rice and beans <laughs> and and make some. Uh, what do they What do they call them? The the little cakes that they have. Anyways, I would I would try to make something as economical as possible, and the, then what the little cakes? Who has? Uh, um, Samwise, oh, uh, the, the, the l- Lembus bread, Lembus. There you go. Yeah. That's what I was trying, trying to think of. I saw a, uh, Babish, what, baking with Babish uh-huh. thing where he makes some of that Lembus, Lembus bread or That's Lembus. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Anyways. Nice. All right. So, um, 
so you're you're shopping your pantry, getting them getting them fed. You're being hospitable and uh, all of that. Then then the next day, you are going with them on an adventure. What are the EDC items that you think you would need <laughs> when you when you leave on this adventure? Oh my goodness! Uh, well, yeah. and what uh, are the what are the things you would not want to forget? I mean, again, thinking from the perspective of of uh, the the rule of threes, um, I would be I would be bringing uh, my uh, some sort of water water filtration um, and and purification capability. Um, remembering one is none, uh, of course. Uh, I would stock some food, but probably try to have some way to obtain food mm-hmm. in in aside from just a, uh, as, as I've heard many people call pew pews, um, <laughs> the demonetizer 3000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try to keep it light. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would try to, uh, try to have some means of protection, of course. Um, the multiple ways of, uh, different types of, um, knife, uh, scenarios meaning a multi-tool with mm-hmm. knife, etc., plus a straight edge or a straight blade, fixed blade. Sorry. Right. Um, uh, and then some some basic basic uh, shelter. Yeah. Um, and you know it's funny because we oftentimes think of shelter as being some sort of you know big tent or I I prefer when I'm doing my camping uh, a hammock with a fly over it. Uh, but it could be something just super small, super packable, like, uh, you know, a bivy, bivy yeah. whack bag, something like that. So I think yeah. that's probably where I would go with it. Yeah. I think the, um, you know, the dwarves used, uh, you know, cloaks with hoods and that would give them some, some yeah. shelter. Um, you know, uh, Bilbo, I think had to borrow some, he forgot his walking stick and his handkerchief and his hat. Uh, <laughs> I I think about that sometimes and I'm like gosh would I be able to you know I, I because the people who who created and originated the Appalachian Trail uh to think you could walk you know 1900 or 2000 miles from one you know all the way through all these states right to think you could do that just with a pack on your back man that's that to be a, a trailblazer like that had to have been just incredible. And it comes right back to the, you know, the, the dwarves and the, in the, the Hobbit, by the way, one of my absolute favorite, um, favorite cartoons for sure. I, I love the, I live the, love the original cartoon. Of the yeah. Hobbit. The Hobbit. You know, that's a good yeah, one. Absolutely. Yeah. The classic. So, um, <laughs> all right. Well, I think you, you've successfully gone there and back again up this <laughs> up this mountain uh, um that your little friend was Gollum following yeah. after you <laughs> we'll see i wouldn't call him Gollum. no <laughs> he's well, pretty positive all right i guess uh that's the smeagol side of him yeah but the you know that's another lesson too is, is showing showing compassion um and yeah i think there was a, a quote from lord of the rings where uh Frodo says it's a pity Bilbo didn't kill him when he had a chance, and and Gandalf replies basically that it was pity that that spared his life. Yeah, and spared you, his life. Yeah, yeah, you don't know what what value somebody else has, and um, and if you basically if you can't 
if you don't have the power to get, give life or restore life, um, then you shouldn't be quick to take it away. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. A yeah, lot of, absolutely. a lot of valuable lessons. I'm, I'm, yeah, obviously you weren't planning on killing your, your friend. <laughs> I know <laughs> no. I keep, I keep bringing that up at this, at this point, it's starting yeah, to not sound getting, like a joke. It's, it's a little uncomfortable there, Nat, really. It's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. All right. We'll divert from that part. Uh, okay. Where can people find you? You are uh, Gen X talking everywhere yeah. and you have a podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, Gen X talking on being prepared. Um, there's a, there's a lot of Gen X stuff out there and, mm-hmm. and I, I chose this name Gen X talking with no G at the end, uh, because, and it's not necessarily for Gen X people. It's for anyone. Right. It's just, it started with me and a, and a partner. Um, he has a, he has another handle that he goes by now, which is absolutely fantastic, but he's way, way in the military. He, he grew up in the military. You know, once he, once he left high school, he went into the military and it was 20 some odd years and military intelligence, army, Marines, he was like hardcore. And yeah. so he has so much to offer, you know, different, uh, a completely different community. Anyways, we started it together and, um, I'm kind of carrying it on. I took a bit of a break because I basically traveled nonstop from, from May till uh, October basically. Um, but yeah, uh, Gen X talking at Gen X talking on any social media platform. I don't really do Pinterest all that much. You'll see some stuff there. <laughs> There's something there. <laughs> There's something there. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, it has been a pleasure having you on there, uh, on here. Everybody go find Gen X Talk, and that's G-E-N-X-T-A-L-K-I-N uh, on any social media. Is there any last bit of wisdom you want to share? Uh, just, man, just just enjoy life. It's uh, it's such a blessing to, to be able to, you know, to experience all the peak experiences that we can in life. If you get a chance, get out, do some biking, do some hiking, um, go out and watch sunset here and there. Um, it's just, just such a, such a blessing. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for coming on and everybody remember preparedness works.